0: Arizona Sports, the local sports leader. Suns insider Kellen Olson joins Burns and Gambo to talk Phoenix Suns basketball.
1: Hey, Kevin. uh, Kellen Olson, Arizona Sports. Nice to meet you. Welcome to the Valley. Uh, Oh, yeah. Can you say it again?
0: I'm Kellen. Welcome to the Valley. Nice to meet you. Courtside with Kellen. Brought to you by Southwest Gas. Committed to exceeding expectations today while innovating sustainable solutions for tomorrow.
2: In Los Angeles for tonight's Game 3, Saturday's Game 4. It is time for our weekly visit with our son's guru from ArizonaSports.com who is so good at what he does and so insightful at what he does. He has already turned around a new Game 3 preview for tonight at Sports Already? Already. That's why we love Kellen Olsen, and he joins us here on the Burns and Gamble Show. Come on, Kellen. Aren't you there in L.A. to, like, sit on the beach and have a Mai Tai or something, right?
1: Not that time of year, fellas. We were watching 20-win basketball. Never forget.
2: <laughs> what, um. I read your preview. I, I skimmed it as quickly as I could during the break because I saw that you sent out a Twitter link to it. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to kick this conversation with no Kawhi out. No Kawhi, I should say, for tonight's game. He's out with a knee injury. Does that hurt the Clippers more offensively or defensively against the Suns tonight?
1: See, my first reaction was going to be defensively just because of how important he was to what they were doing on that end and just scheme-wise how they put... Kawhi on Aiden and how that jumbled up a lot of what the Suns did his ability to guard Kevin Durant compared to anyone else on the roster and so on but I think it's offensively I think that the way that he was just the hub of their offense and the way that he kind of triggered everything that they were able to get into I think one of the positives for the Suns that matters a whole lot more as it wasn't even worth bringing it up before was that russell westbrook as a playmaker like as a driving kick guy hasn't really been that much of an impact through two games now he's been their second best player but that's pretty much his defining trait right now outside of his energy as a player and he hasn't really been able to do most of that it's mainly been Kawhi really triggering all their ball rotations and getting everything in gear so without him on offense not only from a scoring perspective but from really getting their rotations going, getting the ball moving, getting another guy's hands there. They're in real trouble uh, without him. And and you already felt like the loss without Paul George, right? And just how top heavy their roster is, obviously. But this is just a whole nother level to it.
0: How much of what the Suns did the other day in the mid-range do you think is sustainable? (laughs) Oh,
1: my gosh. Is 64% sustainable? I'm not sure if 64% is sustainable, but then again, Kevin Durant, Devin Booker, and Chris Paul, Chris Paul and Kevin Durant are two of the best mid-range scorers of all time, and Devin Booker is well on his way to earning that kind of label already, and then together, they're they're the best mid-range trio maybe we've ever seen in the history of the game when you take in their efficiency and compare it to others, so... I don't want to doubt them in terms of their capabilities of doing that. That was the crazy thing is kind of going back and I'm like, oh my gosh, you're shooting 60%. How many teams have shot 60% in a playoff game before and I was looking through and the Sun, this Suns team did it a couple of times in the last couple of years. So it's not entirely unheard of what they were doing, but I think that for them to rely on it to the weight, to the standard that they did meaning how many mid-range shots that they were taking not necessarily how how many they were making but how many they were taking because they've got to get a couple more shots at the rim they've got to get a couple more attempts at three just to make it easier on themselves because if they're relying on this mid-range the mid-range shot this much. They're just going to make it harder on themselves overall, even if that's where they're the most comfortable, because it's just a math game at that point.
2: Yeah, and I, and I want to ask you about the math game, especially in light of the Kawhi injury. Kellen Olson, our guest here on the Burns and Gambo Show, our Suns guru, joining us live from Los Angeles tonight, game three between the Suns and the Clippers. You'll hear it here on Arizona Sports. The math game, I want to ask you, we, we've talked a lot about the math game. You wrote about the math game this morning, about the Clippers you know, <laughs> wanting to get to the free throw line, wanting to shoot a bunch of threes and hoping that the math of those attempts eventually would overwhelm the Suns. If anything, I would think the Kawhi injury enhances that strategy tonight, especially from the three-point line. I gotta think the Clippers are just gonna go bombs away tonight from out there.
1: I completely agree. They're at sixty-one attempts through three games. They might take forty tonight, guys. They might just really let it well, fly right I now. Was, taking- I was
2: going to ask you. I already set the over/under at forty-two point five three-point attempts for the for the Clippers tonight. You got the over or the under on that, Kellen.
1: I think I might go over. You, you know those Mavericks games we would see in the regular season when Luca was out, and they were just like letting go like fifty or sixty in some of those huh. crazy games. Like we, we might see something like that. They took eighteen more threes in the Suns through two games. They took thirteen more free throws, and I think more importantly in terms of the possession battle, they were ahead twenty-seven to thirteen in offensive rebounding. So those are the three numbers that even with Kawhi out, they'll take those advantages and try to replicate them because. While Kawhi is a tremendous, tremendous offensive player, they've still got guys who are capable of getting to the line. They've still got a lot of really good shooters, and they've still got guys cra- who are capable of crashing the offensive glass. Zubach and Westbrook in particular have been the two most impactful guys when it comes to the offensive rebounding. I don't think much of that changes with what with Leonard in. It just it, It's a lot harder to do without him because of the amount of attention that he draws in. But, but that's the thing about this game specifically tonight, and, and even looking at Saturday potentially if Leonard's out again for a Saturday afternoon game this is such a a team full of veterans that's equipped to adjust to anything and there are a lot of teams that would be in a position like this finding out a day or two beforehand that they're going to be missing their most important player when they're missing their other most important player and it would be in an impossible position position to adjust but this is a team full of veterans we know the job that ty lude does and he'll be able to come up with something tonight so the suns have to be ready for this they cannot sleepwalk through any part of this game or they're going to regret it, especially on the road.
0: Well, I'm glad they don't have Pat Bev on the team anymore, huh? but there's always the possibility of mucking it up, you know, Play Covington, play Morris, and and just try to muck it up a little bit, make it hard, make it physical, make them pay. That would worry me a little bit if I'm in the Suns. I don't want to get anybody injured with, with those guys, especially Morris. But uh, I don't know. I mean, I think I, I don't think there's much of a chance for the Clippers unless you know unless they hit all those three pointers. But I wonder if they just try to make the game ugly, you know, to give themselves a, you know a chance in the game.
1: Yeah, it was, it was a different series for sure already comparing the two, but you guys remember game four of the 2021 Western Conference Finals. I was here in LA for that game two years ago, though the one that finished in the eighties for both teams. That's what they're going to be hoping for tonight, Gambo. And I think that's a really good point to bring up on Morris and Covington because Kawhi primarily defensively, we, I, I brought it up earlier, his impact on Durant. I'm sure Morris and, and Batum and Covington, the guys that actually have size to defend Durant are going to be even more physical with him now than they were previously because the toll that Leonard has, you just hear like, it it sounds like you're hearing like the Bo Bo Jacks like folktales of just like his strength and how strong he is and how it feels to take bumps from him compared to anyone else in the NBA right now. So they really need to the Clippers really need to make up for that as much as they can. I think that Duran is, I don't want to say the target because that's going to make everyone nervous, but if there's one guy they're going to be the most physical with tonight to make up for Kawhi being out, it's going to be Durant for sure. He'll be ready for it, though. I
0: right, listen, I i don't know if you're willing to go there, but, but I am. I mean, this, ser- this series is going to be over. I mean, the, to me, the only chance the Clippers had after the Suns won game two was to win two games in L.A. and force the Suns to win three in a row. Um, even if Kawhi comes back, and the, 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 as long as the Suns win today, they get a home court advantage back the way they're playing at home. You know, Kawhi clearly isn't a hundred percent. Right? They had the load management all year on him, and he can't play in a in, in the. And he had he had he had a week off to get the knee right, and he can't play three games in a row. I think I think the Clippers are done for. I don't
1: blame you for thinking that way, Gambo. But the only thing that makes me hesitate is is Kawhi on a bum knee in Game Two, still pretty what was it thirty one seven eight and three. He was still pretty darn amazing in that game, but with everything that you're saying, I I agree. I think that this is exactly the kind of opportunity that the Suns are looking for. We kind of looked at this series like that as a whole, right? Paul George is out. Okay, use this first round series where you're the heavy favorites to kind of figure each other out, get get momentum, get flow going, and after what happened in game two and now this happening between games two and three, I think this is the perfect opportunity Get this done in five. We saw that Denver performance last night. I don't know if you guys have talked about it on the show yet, but yeah. uh, it, when the Suns get done, they're probably going to play right away, right after that. So they got to be cognizant of that, too.
2: Kellen Olson live from Los Angeles, our guest here on the Burns and Gambo Show. We've uh the last couple of days we've likened it to the Hunger Games, kind of the competition off the bench to see who's gonna get the minutes. And I know you wrote a little bit about it in your game recap after uh after game two. Did a Kogi, busy and Shamit basically win the Hunger Games match and is that the eight man basically rotation now for the Suns moving forward, do you think?
1: Uh, I think so. I think that defensively, especially in the first half, that first hit that those three guys had, I thought that they were really good. You remember the half court, the backcourt violation that they forced. Biombo had a couple of blocks. Akogi just had a couple of possessions offensively where you could see the chemistry that he had with the starters. But guys, I hate to do this. Uh, Do they switch the starting lineup? Do they do it? And Torrey Craig was out there to guard Kawhi Leonard. Kawhi Leonard's not out there. Oh, he I hadn't even Justin thought Kobe about back that. In. The more natural, the yeah. more natural uh, matchup for Russell Westbrook. I mean, that was part of the appeal of a Kobe starting in the first place, was having someone to guard Westbrook and contain his drives. I think that the Suns number one today and tonight, really, with the way that Russ has played in his first two games, they are not going to let him beat them as a passer. They're going to say, go out there, score 40, take as many jump shots as you want. You'll get a couple drives to the lane, too. That's fine. But the driving kid game, and all of that kind of stuff, getting ten to fifteen assists, we're not going to allow that tonight. It would be easier to do with the Kogi out there. I hate to start this whole thing over again, guys,
2: but it kind of <laughs> makes sense. We'll see. I hadn't thought of it because the, the you're right. Torrey, I leave it. is the starter. Was kind of he's out there for Kawhi. I, I'm betting they leave it. I leave it. He's shooting a three really well. Shooting it really well. He's making his open shots. I leave it. But it's an interesting, interesting question, to say the least. We'll uh, see you at 730 tonight. Kellen, enjoy Los Angeles. Safe travels. We'll see you when you get back, okay? Thanks, guys. Yeah, see you next week.